How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoley. Shoots, he scores! Some swagger. Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding a way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okay, I like that we said we were going to do this. Um, what bi-weekly or every couple weeks and then immediately the holidays happen so we lied (laughs) but it's okay we're gonna get back on track now um and unfortunately for us it's not like the kings have had a ton of great things happen to them in the meantime it's been a cool month almost and still a struggle city for los angeles um as a metropolitan area as a king's team but you know we're hanging in there (laughs) Um, there is a slight, I don't, I don't know, bit of happiness is that the Kings have moved up in the standings. I mean, the only place they could have moved was up, but at least they did. Uh, don't get too excited. They only moved up one slot. But get excited because they overtook the Chicago Blackhawks. So, you know, I am clinging to what happiness there is. Yeah, I mean, and to their credit, the other day it was just like, technically they were in 30th. But now they have a whole extra point over the Blackhawks. So technically, still moving up slowly but surely. Let's see if they can uh, really turn that into something 29th by the end of the year. I don't know. Let's find out. I think that's asking a lot for the Kings in December. Oh, yeah. um, They're never great during this time. So when they're already not great, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to, to pull off this miracle. They have had such a rough go of it this season. And uh, yeah, I, I don't actually feel like there's a whole lot of reason to think that they will turn anything around at this point, which is not fine, but also not entirely surprising kind of in the grand scheme. Like in the short term, I don't think anybody expected them to be the last this season. But at the same time, I think we did all kind of know overall eventually their window would close and they'd have to do what all teams do, which is like restructure, retool, possibly even full rebuild. Um, And so they've reached that point much more sharply than I think anybody anticipated. (laughs) But at the same time, like it comes for everybody. And, And like we've mentioned, like the Chicago Blackhawks obviously are struggling and they were just a championship team not that long ago. So it's wild and the kings are just doing what they can i guess for um well first of all let me just say really quick something that's not helping them is it like everybody's injured (laughs) everybody is injured um in fact today they played the buffalo sabers on the road and um drew dowdy and dion phaneuf left the game with injuries both are considered day-to-day but more injuries on top of Jack Campbell still being out, Trevor Lewis is out, Kyle Clifford is day-to-day, Alec Martinez day-to-day. There's just a lot happening. Carl Hagelin, the new guy, the newer guy, day or like out for a while. Um, Kovalchuk out for a while. It's rough. Nobody's around. <laughs> yeah, when I read like, you know, Trevor Lewis had his setbacks and like, you know, all of these surgeries happening, I was like, I mean, I guess now's the time. I mean, it's it's kind of both, right? Like, you wish everyone was healthy, so maybe they can drag themselves up 
by their bootstraps and like get out of this festering pit that they've seemed to have fallen into. But also since it doesn't really seem like they're go like they don't have the capabilities this year for whatever reason. Um, like sure, fine, get better. Like it, it, this season feels like it's a wash already. And um, with all of the quotes that have been coming out of the King's locker room of just people like, yeah, I don't see it in anyone else's eyes. Like, we're not competing. We don't have it. Because, um, like, usually it's vaguely optimistic. It's like, man, you know, we want it. We're just like, something's on, like going on. We had a bad day. Like, blah, 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 whatever. We're a great big happy family team. And now it's just like, no, I don't think uh, anyone wants it enough. Um and that's very disheartening. Why? Like, obviously, we're not in the room. But why do you think that is? I have no idea. I Like, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> As I go to sleep, I fall asleep uh, thinking about things like this sometimes. Uh, <laughs> why are the just to like- take a break of my... <laughs> just, just to give my, like, own personal anxieties a break. I'm like, it's 3 a.m. I'm going through something dumb I did earlier in this week. You might as well throw what's wrong with the kings in it. I'm already here. I'm already awake. <laughs> Um, but I don't know for a while, like, you know, you, I was like, oh, maybe it's a bad coaching decision. Um, and they didn't like having John Stevens as the head coach. And then that changed and nothing else really did. Um, like maybe it was like the mix up of players, but it's like a lot of those guys have been around each other for a long time. Um, so it doesn't seem too drastic. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just them being bad and they're being, like, bogged down by it, but that's hasn't bogged them down before, so I don't know why it would now. I just don't know. There are all these different variables, but no real clear answer about why, like, the, the culture in the locker room or what have you has gone sour. I think, too, the interesting thing about that part of it is that even people who are like, oh, it's a culture problem, aren't saying that the kings like in the locker room or that there's tension there or that it's bad if anything it seems like the way that people talk about it is that maybe they've just gotten complacent like a lot of them are married and have kids now like they probably still love hockey but it's not potentially their number one priority anymore so and i think that part of it just kind of unfortunately means that what they need to do anyway is get younger but like the kind of thing of like well if you have a bunch of people who like you said they've been around each other forever they're really good friends they really care about each other maybe that the hockey part of it is not as big of a priority so even though they probably don't like losing it's not the end of the world in the same way um the only way to really change that then is to change the faces in the room which sucks because as fans too we also like a lot of these players and it'll suck to see them go. But I guess it's kind of one of those things where maybe that's literally the only way to make it better. And not even just from a playing standpoint, since it's not like some of these guys aren't talented anymore, despite their age. It's just they need to not be so comfortable, maybe. Yeah, I I definitely agree that there's definitely a need for some new blood, new faces, people who want it more. Um, so the Kings, we'll probably talk about it later, but the Kings acquired Nikita Sherbeck from Montreal. And uh, when 
he first found out that he was coming to the Kings, he was stoked. He was, yeah. like, talking about how excited he was. His fiance was excited. Um, they were just so, like, even with the Kings being as, you know, bad as they currently are, he was so excited to um, join the team. And I, it seemed genuine to me. But then, like, three games later, he scored a goal. So I'm like, yeah, okay. So, or, like, a game a game later? His first game. Yeah. yeah. First game. Um, he's played three games. Uh, first game, he scored a goal. I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of, like, is that what we need? Just, like, new blood, some, like, actual excitement and, like want to be here i i think maybe um similarly they claimed so we yeah we could just talk about that right now it's not like the veterans are doing anything all that interesting so they claimed um nikita sherback from montreal off waivers and they also uh, just a few days before that claimed brandon leipzig from the canucks so in five games played leipzig has three points including one goal and two assists and Sherbeck scored his, a goal in his first game. And both of them are, A, younger, but also just have a lot of energy and probably have stuff they want to prove. Nikita Sherbeck was a first-round pick that just didn't pan out for whatever reason in Montreal. So he also has the potential um, to really regain that if the Kings develop him the right way and give him the right opportunities, which it seems like it's possible. Maybe not throughout this season because they still have a lot of veteran guys and they're trying to figure out exactly what they like what direction they want to take the team in but inevitably when they start moving these people um Nikita Sherbeck has an opportunity to alongside like Adrian Kempe um and a couple other players really step up into um important roles for this team so there is potential for him to be someone really worthwhile for the Kings. And if not, they don't really have any obligations to keep him. But yeah, he was so stoked to come to Los Angeles, which is what I am a sucker for. You love this city? Oh, great. I do too. Be my new favorite person. <laughs> Precisely. Uh, so that's why I was very excited about that. Also, I'm just hoping that uh, like having a player named Nikita will maybe bring the Kings good luck. I don't know. He Look. That seems to be doing well for the folks in Tampa Bay, so... Oh, goodness knows. I love Nikita Kudrov and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if the Kings could also have a Nikita, just who is great, wow, what a winning time for me as a hockey fan. Um, I, yeah, I just want him to thrive. I have inexplicably, like, followed Nikita Sherback on social media since he was drafted. I think because he hit it off with Alex Galchenyuk so early. And, of course, I love um, any American who has played for Team USA in any capacity. And Alex Galchenyuk <laughs> back in the day, of course, won gold during the World Juniors with Team USA. So, anyway, I think that is why I eventually, or first or initially, started following Nikita. But um, it's fun now to see him traded here and be so excited to be here. And I hope he thrives. He seems really sweet in how earnest he is. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he seems darling, and I hope he does well for himself, but also well for the Kings, because uh, Lord knows we need it. Yeah, Leipzig, too, is someone who is bounced around, but always seems to have, from what I've seen, just, like, really positive things said about him as a, like, how hard he works and stuff. So I hope that this ends up being a place where he fits um, and his, you know, can contribute in a way that helps him last. Obviously, he was claimed off waivers, so it's not necessarily that the Canucks were done with him either. But here's an opportunity maybe for him to um, really stick around because, again, it seems likely that the Kings ain't doing much this season, which means a lot of movement 
probably, hopefully, um, in the coming months, and they're going to need new people to fill those roles. So step up. At this point, I'm kind of just looking forward to it. I know that in seasons past, we've just been kind of like, no, don't don't take them away from us, or um, we'd be really upset if someone left. But at this point, I'm kind of like, well, for the good of the team, I guess, uh, I'll still watch and celebrate the players that I like on their other teams, but I can see that there is a need for some change, so I will take it. Um, there are, of course, some people that I would be devastated if they left, but um, there are some of the some other folks that I don't hold as close to my heart that I'm like, ah, I mean, if it's going to help us get something better, I guess thank you for your service and good day, sir. Who would you miss? Like, I don't, we don't have to throw people we don't care as much about under the bus, but who are the guys <laughs> who are p- likely to go that you would really miss? Well, at this point, I don't really know who's likely to go. I think a lot has been talked about Alec Martinez going, mm-hmm. and I would be devastated if he left. Yeah, me too. I would be so sad. I feel like him and Jake Muzzin, too, their names have always kind of been out there at some yeah. point during the past, like, three, four years, so it's not entirely surprising right. that their names are out there again, but I would miss both of them, especially Alex, Alec, Alex, Alec Martinez, um, <laughs> because... I, he has been in my heart longer. I mean, like, no shade to Jake Muzzin, who I also am very fond yeah. of. But, um, yeah, it just it would be really rough to see Alec go. Um, I think for me, another one uh, who I have been thinking about, like, it makes sense to trade, but it will devastate me emotionally. I, I think I know what's coming. Jeff Carter. <laughs> oh. I don't want to see it, but, like, also they have so many guys. Like, they're trying to play, like, Adrian Kempe at center, and there's no way that he's going to... They're never going to get rid of Kopitar, right? So the only way that someone like Kempe can sort of take that next step and be given more responsibility is to have that 2C role open, since they, right now, don't seem to want to move him back to wing. Um, And I feel like Jeff Carter is obviously still very talented, even though he is now in his 30s and whatnot, so he could still get some stuff for the Kings. And I think it makes more sense to trade someone like him than Tyler Toffoli, um, even though I'm sure there would probably be a little more value for Toffoli because he's younger. So I don't, yeah, I w- but I don't want that. Like I want my favorite thing other than all of the goals scored that Jeff Carter has done is the point there was, I think it was either like 2014, I think it was, where he came back from Jersey or wherever his old house was when he was still like (laughs) trying to live in the Philly life. Um, And he came here and he was like, oh, I'm home. Like he posted a rare social media post probably on like Twitter that was like, oh, home again. And like he hasn't left Los Angeles in the summer since then. Like I can't wait for (laughs) Jeff Carter to take the U.S. citizenship test and live in California for the rest of his life as an American. (laughs) I'm so excited for it. So my heart is like, please don't trade him too long before he retires and jeopardize this for me <laughs> right yes <laughs> because i mean time. i can't imagine i cannot imagine at this point jeff carter leaving manhattan beach it can't happen i can't have it happen i mean he is like living his best life he seems to be shirtless a lot like playing on the beach yeah he seems to enjoy that he's in a summer <laughs> volleyball league come on <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I feel like if they tried to trade him, he'd just be like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not done. Going. I want to stay in California. <laughs> Forget this. But I also feel like he is of the guys who could potentially trade it, uh, a piece that would be the most beneficial beneficial to the Kings in terms of just like not having to give up a Tyler Toffoli or an Adrian Kempe. Um, the other person that Kings fans have talked about trading that I don't... I don't know. Some media people can say they see it happening, but I find it really difficult is Jonathan Quick. Like, a lot of this, too, depends on what his numbers are come January and February, obviously, because if people think he's not playing well, they don't want goaltenders who aren't playing well. Um, Yeah. But I was surprised that people are, like, seriously talking about that because I feel like, if we're being honest, it's a conversation that should have happened years ago. Not because he's bad, just because he had more value. Um... So it, but it se- always seemed like something that they would never ever do. Do you think that there is a chance that Jonathan Quick could be traded? I mean, there's always a chance, but it honestly, when I read or see things like that in my head and my heart, I'm like that that won't happen. Like I, I it just doesn't. I just can't see it happening. I don't know if... I mean, I just talked a big game about, like, oh, if you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> right. But I, I can I cannot see Jonathan Quick not on the Kings. At least not in this stage. Yeah. I think I could see it theoretically, but I think the thing that stops me is if it happens, I don't see it happen, happening during the season. And I also don't see it happening before they are for sure about who is going to fill that role. Like, is it going to be Jack Campbell? Are they, you know, right. are they going to try to sign him for some more years? Are they just going to bring up Cal Peterson or whatever? Like, until I see what the next, like, who they have ready to be that starter, um, or that they have anybody that they even are looking to be that starter anytime soon, I don't really see them trading Jonathan Quick. Um, but it is interesting that his name has come up now. Um, yeah, so I think those are probably, like... Jeff Carter, Jonathan Quick with a huge question mark, and then either Jake Muzzin or Alec Martinez seem to be, to me, like the people who might be moved first, unless they just are negotiating like crazy people and trade Tyler Toffoli. Like, they've already traded Tanner Pearson. If you also trade Tyler Toffoli, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> but I don't know. They might. Who knows? Yeah, because at that point, it's like, I yeah, that's like too much of the same type of person to be getting rid of you know yeah like of the same era of the same time uh and that wouldn't make sense to me but i guess if Tafoli does have more value and the kings can get something um better uh then it could very well happen i could definitely see his name being out there as well what do you want the kings to do do you want them to go like full rebuild or do you want them to just move some pieces and try to like retool for next season. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I want them to do whatever feels right to them. <laughs> um, whatever makes you feel good. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know that I have a particular because I can see the pros and cons of each. So, like, I can see the like the allure of just being like we we're rebuilding, like everything goes, let's start anew. Like, obviously something's not working. Um, we can stop like duct taping the little bits and pieces of this card. Just like, let's get a new one. Um, so I understand that. 
But I think that the Kings have a lot of really good pieces that are just not connecting. So maybe, I don't know if it's going to be like a magical linchpin person or persons that tie that all together, whether it be, honestly, players or a new coach. Um, So I don't know if we're at that big, drastic, like, need to rebuild. Okay, so I guess I'm, I'm going for just like, well, let's trade a few people in and out. Like we, the Kings haven't been great um, in the past couple of seasons, but they haven't been absolute garbage. Like this is the first year where it's been pretty demoralizing, and there are plenty of teams who have suffered through longer, um, and it's kind of like worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't mind giving the Kings a little bit more time to try to patch it up, but not too much more time. I think for me, the more that I think about it, it's not even that I necessarily want a full rebuild. I think they should do it sooner rather than later um, because they don't have a ton of options for in terms of like contracts to move and stuff. They have some they've got some tough ones. (laughs) Um, But I also feel like I just don't know what Rob Blake's vision is. Like, I feel like he hasn't asserted himself. He's made a couple of moves that felt like legacy moves, like Kovalchuk, who, I mean, Dean Lombardi wanted that years ago. And then he was like, oh, I guess we have this now. Dion Phaneuf, something that was talked about years ago. And now Rob Blake's like, oh, well, we have an opportunity to do it. Let's just do it. Those don't seem like ideas that he had. So I am curious to see what... What what is Rob Blake's vision? Like, what is his mandate? Like, what does he want this team to look like going forward? I feel like we haven't seen that yet because they're still sort of clinging to the idea that they can salvage this roster. And maybe they can, but I don't think they can salvage it to the point that they become a championship team again. So I think more than anything, I just would like some indication that someone like Rob Blake um, and everyone else in charge over there has thought about what does the Kings team look like going forward uh, rather than just um, trying to make the best of what they already have? Like, I think they need a new a new vision, and I don't know what it is, and it doesn't seem like they've committed to figuring out what they want that to be, um, and they should. <laughs> that's what I need from them is to figure out what direction they want to go in. Yeah, that's true. They haven't very clearly articulated exactly what they're trying to go for, so I guess that's why I don't trust a great rebuild either because yeah. I'm like uh, if they try what's gonna happen they're just right. going to try to get whatever they can whether or not they actually need it and then it's just kind of like the same thing all over again where we're you know um doing great with centers but like can't find a left wing to save our life or what have you um just because you pick whatever you think is going to be good like I don't see any sort of like cohesion or like a coherent sort of game plan so that also worries me because if it was that they're trading and patching things up and you can kind of see like with those like those pieces being moved what they're going for then like fine okay you guys know what you're doing you're right um but that's the reason that I don't trust a big rebuild because I think it would be a disaster unless they like really spell out what they want to do with this team. Totally. My hope is that right now um, everyone in the front office is just kind of 
taking stock. Like there was talk about them inquiring about William Nylander when it wasn't clear if Toronto was going to resign him. Um, obviously, with these waiver picks, are a little bit different from what we've seen from the Kings in the past. So, I I think my hope for right now is that they they are doing all of that like legwork to inquire, like what value guys have, what a new makeup of the Kings could look like, um, so that by the time that they start trading, we get a real sense of where they think this team is headed. Because I feel like the waiver picks are both to fill, just to fill spots, but also because they're a little different from what you might expect from a Kings um, pick usually could signal an interest in taking the team in a new direction. Uh, but they, yeah, they haven't communicated that really in, in terms of like what they're going to do next, which makes sense because that's, you know, if they are going to just start getting rid of dudes, like those are some pretty big changes for guys who've been here for a long time. But as a fan, I'm just kind of like, all right, we're kind of all wallowing in this shitty purgatory. (laughs) Where are we going? (laughs) I think that's what I want to see next from the organization is just an indication that they know where they're leading the organization to next. And hopefully, hopefully it's fun. I just want the Kings to be fun again. Like I honestly... I loved watching them win the Stanley Cup, but they've done it twice in pretty recent history. So my expectations are always like winning a Stanley Cup would be nice. But for now, I just want to be able to turn on a Kings game and be excited to watch it rather than be like, they're going to play again. I guess we're going to see some new creative ways for them to lose. Um, yeah, I I always I always turn it on being like, ugh. I guess we got to watch this now. And then, like, even today, so we're recording this after their game against Buffalo. Um, Going into the third, I was like, oh, how delightful. (laughs) And then (laughs) it went downhill real fast. And then um, I felt personally attacked by Jeff Skinner's very happy smile at the end. I love Jeff Skinner, um, but I did not like him at that moment (laughs) honestly like jeff skinner is having an incredible season like it's nuts and i kind of get why carolina thought that they should just part ways with him like he'd been there for so long and the team was kind of like stagnant in terms of what they've been able to accomplish but at the same time like watching him thrive on another team is like insane like why would you ever get rid of Jeff Skinner look what he can do um (laughs) his season has been he scored a hat trick against the Kings the last time they played right and now the OT winner like this it's frustrating how good he is um and really frustrating when the Kings can't um keep up with it (laughs) also yes it's it's deep because like oh because we talked a lot earlier or before about like Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if Jeff Skinner was a Los Angeles king? Come on, yeah. Oh, that would have been lovely. Sidebar, like, related to that, the idea, like, you were talking about how you still might, like, root for guys that you like on different teams. I super will not. Like, I don't wish ill <laughs> on any of them. <laughs> but I am so such a jealous petty person when it comes to sports that like if they trade Tyler Toffoli the cupcake of my life and he goes to another team and like scores 30 goals I will be so fucking mad (laughs) (laughs) I could not even handle it so I'm like please just don't even let me see it happen don't do this to me because I can't I can't deal with it I can't deal with it like 
Tanner Pearson, I like. And even him, like, but I don't, like, I like Tanner Pearson, but I love Tyler Chipotle. And even seeing Tanner Pearson go to the Penguins and, like, have some goals early on, I was like, how dare the universe make me endure this? Uh, well, so. I never said that I don't also get salty about things. Right. Um, it is a mess of emotions. And oftentimes, <laughs> it's me being happy, like, later yeah you know after i've had time to calm down and after the fact um hindsight rooting but but like especially if they play against the kings and if a single player that used to be on the kings then (laughs) gets traded and scores against the king ooh, i am so upset yeah yeah (laughs) i that's a personal (laughs) affront i do not like that um, but, like, if they're playing against other teams, I'm like, oh, how nice. But if right. I do that against the Kings, right. I am livid. I like to pretend I'm a mature adult, but when it comes to sports, oh, it's right. often no. not true. <laughs> no, not, not true, true. Um, Okay, so we've talked about a little bit about what we want to see the, from the Kings and what we think of their decisions they have to make now. A lot of stuff has been really crappy for the team this season, but let's talk about some stuff that makes us happy starting with a player i love matt luff what a wonderful person <laughs> who i adore. i love him so much uh i people have put it been obviously shoehorning everyone loves a good pun so everyone's yes. been shoehorning his name into uh song titles with love in them yeah and i've been delighted by all of it so <laughs> that's He's... been like in my head Nonstop. Uh, he's he's wonderful. Fun name. He's been producing. So he's played 18 games. He has seven points so far. Um, six goals, including one against the Sabres and one assist. And from the LA Times, it was noted a few days ago that Love scored four goals in his first nine games, all in a four-game streak, the longest by a Kings rookie since Jimmy Carson and Luke Robitaille in 1986-87, which is nuts, uh, but pretty cool for him. Um, because he has not a chip on his shoulder, but the thing that he has talked about um, when people have asked him about making the NHL and making an impression this season is he went undrafted, I think, twice. So mm-hmm. he, you know, spent a lot of time thinking a lot of people could just hang it up, but he decided to double down and really do his best, play well. He had a couple of had some injury trouble, too, when he was in junior. Um, that kind of was a setback and then got invited to a Kings uh, training camp, ended up getting a contract out of it in 2016. And that was when I first noticed him, not because of his play, because I wasn't like watching them during any of that. But what I did see was how guys who had been drafted by the Kings that summer and were also in the dev camp and stuff um, really took to him and he just seemed to be a person that other people took to really quickly and then now to see him thrive and stuff um, first with the rain and now with the Kings like it's I don't know it's been exciting to I think it's always cool when guys go undrafted and then try to prove something to other people um, and get rewarded for it by having some success and so I hope that continues for Matt Love who just seems like a lot of fun he does seem delightful, and it's true. Uh, we love a good underdog sort of thing, or, you know, all of that. Uh, he, Yeah, he's played in, like, half as many games as Jeff Carter and has the same number of goals, I mean. Yeah. And, like, getting compared to, like, Luke Robitaille, at least, having that fun little fact about him. Like, those are some great 
uh, people to be uh, like talked about next to. So I very much look forward to his future contributions because he's doing great. Like every time he scores a goal, um, I'm I'm like both kind of surprised because I'm like, oh, it's someone who's joining the Kings and like making an immediate impact instead yeah. of kind of just like wallowing in nothing for a while or not getting a lot of minutes or what have you. But he, he you're right, he has been thriving um, a lot and I'm very pleased about it and excited to see what comes next. I think he also has some good chemistry with Adrian Kempe so far. And so like the thing with the Kings that we always talk about is they're either not very fast historically or the guys who are really fast aren't scorers. Um, and I think that's been kind of the story of Adrian Kempe playing in that third line center role, sometimes on the fourth line, is he's trying his best to be a center, but he also doesn't have wingers who are always going to like put the puck in the net and whatnot. Um, and so it's been kind of interesting to watch them try to figure out who has chemistry with Adrian Kembe. And so far, Matt Luff has done a pretty good job of it. So I'm extremely curious to see them continue throughout the season. I hope we get to see more of them together um, because Matt Luff really is only up right now because guys like Trevor Lewis are injured. So I hope he gets to stick around and he continues to sort of develop his game and make an impact on this team because so far like it's been intriguing and like he's scoring and not only is he scoring but he's scoring in interesting ways which is cool yeah so I think he brings a lot of excitement into the Kings game and he is someone that I am like genuinely excited to see play because right now a lot of the Kings players uh you know not that exciting so um it's always fun when he's on the ice and it's um yeah, it adds another, like, dimension to the Kings play when they're, you know, pretty flat right now. So I guess now they're two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, yeah, he's injecting a lot of excitement into the team. Yeah. Is there anyone else that has you kind of excited right now? Or Honestly, not really. I'm, I'm going to just be very honest about that. Not really. Uh, because it's not necessarily, like, it's not resulting in numbers and I know that there's a lot more than that like it's not resulting in like goals and things like that but when things are I'm a little Eeyore right now um when things are down I want to see just like big goals and all of that stuff and I'm not really seeing that I know other players are doing good things um on the ice but since that doesn't necessarily translate to points I'm not overly pleased yeah, that's fair. I'm curious to see what uh, Leipzig and, like, Sherbat continue to do, the new guys on the team. Yes. Um, they just called up Sean Walker, so, and if, like, Alec Martinez or Drew Doughty or, Dan, if, like, those guys stay out, they'll have to call up some more defensemen. So there's some potential to just see what other people can do, probably guys that we've seen a little bit of, maybe a couple new faces. Um, so that is fun. Like, we could maybe see Daniel Brickley again, who... You know, there's some potential for some interesting things, but I think right now, of all of the new players, like Matt Luff is the person that I'm most excited about. Yeah, okay, I will say I want to see more of what Nikita does because um, then we can just get a shirt that says, like, I heart Nikita, and like it's just kind of yeah. all encompassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just like works for every event. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I would uh, love to see what he gets up to because he's another fun talent new talent so mm-hmm. um yeah just them mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Off Ice, I know we both continue to love the best TV segment on television this season, which is Teddy Talks. Y'all, it's so good. It's It's so so great. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all I've ever wanted out of the Kings. Um, And like a a low-key like dating profile video for Derek Forber is exactly what I didn't know I wanted. (laughs) I, everything about that is so, I find Derek Forbert so interesting, mostly because he's not super forthcoming, but then like you get moments like this or, you know, occasionally I'll see him in other people's social media posts or whatever, where it's like, he seems like a character. And I want to know more about that. Like even the start, which I tweeted about a few times because it just was so funny to me, like the start of the segment where they had clearly planned like, okay, this is, you know, Teddy's going to walk up and you're going to do hello. And like the acting jumped out of Derek Warford and he just was like, hey, Ted, like really over the top as if he was on an episode of Blue's Clues or something. I don't know what he was doing. But it was so Ooh, I liked the over-exaggerated wave. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. so, I like rewound and watched it again. I was like, oh no, that's a person doing that. that yeah. But you're right. It is like, it's a kid show host sort of thing where everything's like real big and like exaggerated. Hello. Uh, but it was very endearing. It was so great. Give that man an Emmy Award right now. Um, and, and then, like, Teddy Purcell is just such a natural host and interviewer, which is, like, fascinating because I don't think that's the kind of thing you know that, like, athletes and stuff are capable of right away. So I would love to know how this whole segment got developed. Was it just other people at Fox Sports being like, Teddy Purcell is friggin' amazing to talk to. <laughs> Clearly, we should just <laughs> give him a show because uh, it's worked out so well. And the guys get, you know, really relaxed because they know him, they've played with him, etc. Um, and so I loved it. And I like that they all do so far, like, kind of offbeat things that you wouldn't expect, like him hanging out with Trevor Lewis and his babies, getting Manny Petties with Nate Thompson, a romantic horseback ride with Derek Forward. I like the low-key, now 75% of these are just like Teddy Purcell going on day dates with his friends. Okay, yes, this is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, these are day dates. They're going to go brunch yeah. later. They're going to go wine tasting. They're going to go do like have some like strolls along the beach maybe do oh i would love to see him do like a painted cabernet type of thing yes like a like a <laughs> um like a sip and paint uh yeah. that would be delightful <laughs> please uh it was, yeah it's all it's all pretty fantastic um i because like hockey players are usually very wooden mm-hmm. um in interviews i know that they have to i know that that's what athletes do but um i love these bits of personality um and teddy personal is very is very good at being fun and interesting yeah. and getting other people to be fun and interesting so uh yeah more of this yeah he just i don't know he seems like such a natural at it too like he's just very affable and game for anything it's great it's great like he doesn't seem because i feel like also you could set up a premise like this and then another person might seem kind of awkward about it or make jokes about the fact that they're doing these kind of 
um, fluffy things in every episode, but he's just like totally in it. Like he has fun with it, but he doesn't ever seem like made weird. Like it's strange for them to be doing these things. Like, I don't know. You can just really tell that they're comfortable with each other and that he's comfortable and it makes for really great pieces. I love Teddy Talks. I do too. I wish we had more of them. Um, I mean, cause what else are the Kings doing right now? Right. Not a lot. Like, we could, we could have more Teddy Talks. Bring me some entertaining us on the ice. They might as well entertain us in other ways. Exactly. It's some more positive things. As we talked about how the Kings probably need to make a bunch of changes, and now we're all worried about the future and whatnot. Some good notes is, like, obviously, one of my favorite times of year is coming up, World Juniors. The Kings yep. have a number of prospects who have been invited, or, like, been put on preliminary, preliminary rosters and invited to camp. Uh, for Team Canada, they have... Jared Anderson Dolan, Gabe Bullardi, who recently did the conditioning stint with the rain because he had been out with injury for a long time, um, Marcus Phillips, and Matt Vallalta. By the way, I think it's like wild that they have a player with Vallardi and another with Vallalta. That's going to mess me up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to mess yeah, me definitely. up. Yeah, um, definitely. For the U.S., they have Mikey Anderson, who has been to the World Juniors once before, Rasmus Kupari, um, who is the new kid they drafted, I believe, right, this past summer. And then Johan Sodegran. So, like, clearly some guys doing well at their level, which could mean good things for the Kings of the future if presumably, you know, Rob Blake is not, like, Dean Lombardi and trades away all of our top picks all of the time. Don't don't put that in his brain. Don't tempt him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. And, of course, we all are already mad for Jad. Love Jared Anderson Dolan. A lot oh, of excitement yeah. around Velarde. If he can get past his injury troubles, he could be really fun for the Kings. Um, yeah, so there's. it's not all bad. They have some potential to, even if it takes this season and like next season to get on a track, they could be on a track at some point in the near-ish future. Um, and then we could see what the new era of the Kings looks like because there it does seem to there's some promise among the young guys out there yes there's promise for the future but i want nice things now i know (laughs) i'm very like veruca salt about this right now i want all of this right now well that's like the rough thing about it is you know that if they do even if they don't go full rebuild it'll still take them time to figure out what direction they need to go in to make things better and that means unfortunately as fans watching a lot of games where they struggle um, and watching a lot of the, or seeing, I should say, a lot of the media and stuff around the team as it exists now and guys and how they're not doing well and where they, whether they want to move on from the team and whatnot, which is all going to suck, but we got to get through it. And, you know, hopefully in the meantime, we have more episodes of Teddy Talks to uh, sustain us. I would love a holiday version of Teddy Talks. Oh my um, God. That would be nice. Teddy, go to um, the secret Christmas party that they have every year. Yes. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's lovely. They should have had um, Teddy there for Friendsgiving. That's true. That would have been lovely as well. Uh, a lot of missed opportunities. So hopefully they'll... I mean, there's got to be like a Valentine's Day version of Teddy Talks. Oh, please. Um, I'm, I am looking forward to all of it. <laughs> please. I need it. Um, just a quick thing. I just thought about saying, like, mentioning Friendsgiving reminded me of this that so tanner pearson got traded like i think a day or two after the last podcast that we posted and then i also saw pictures later on from like 
king's wives and stuff hanging out that i think that they had friendsgiving that night and i don't think he got to go to it how sad is that they were like well you're trading get on a plane and it was like see you at dinner tonight i guess not that's rough i know that is the saddest the saddest thing like not even like it would have been sad if that was announced but he still got to go it would have been like oh it's friendsgiving but also like a goodbye yeah but now it's just like Oh, this is a real bummer for Right. <laughs> I guess I'll just uh, drop my, uh, the sweet potatoes I made off early <laughs> right. and see you on the guys. flip side. Um, the other sad thing about that was the article that talked about him and Tyler Toffoli coming into practice together and then oh my gosh. finding out. And I'm like, that is so sad. They're so close. <laughs> and for them to find out that Tyler Pearson has to leave together rough for me it was both over dramatic and the exact right amount (laughs) of drama that i like needed from this whole thing i was like oh guys this is a lot and i was like oh no this is perfect this is exactly what i was hoping for (laughs) and the reaction that i wanted so poor tyler um, defoley poor tyler defoley everyone's just leaving around him Oh, man. Well, that's the state of the Kings right now. Um, Any other parting thoughts from you, whether about the Kings or other teams in the league, before we kind of wrap up? No, because the Kings at this point have, like, soured my view on all of hockey. That's a a lot. But it's harder to... This is where the saltiness comes in. It's hard to see other teams do well when the Kings are doing so poorly. So, like, how do you feel loving bookends... Of the standings, the Kings at the bottom, the Tampa Bay at the top. It has been a wild ride for me emotionally. But actually, at the same, like, similarly, though, as much as I love the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, they're still my second favorite team. So, like, as good as I feel about them, and I deeply want them to make a deep run again this year, and this time, finally, please win the Stanley Cup. I would love for them to win because I love so many of those players, namely, obviously, Nikita Kucherov big Nikita Stan over here um (laughs) but at the same time they're not my favorite team my number one team is still in the toilet and so every time I watch the Tampa Bay Lightning do really well I'm like I love this and then a little voice is like I wish the Kings were good though (laughs) 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 like I can only enjoy it so much because really what I want is for my favorite team to be competitive again Right, so it, it is slightly soured by uh, the Kings being crap. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the Kings were good, like, even if they weren't the top, if they were good and also the Tampa Bay Lightning were amazing, I would be living. But right now, it's like, <laughs> after the Kings disappoint me, I guess I can watch the Lightning to at least feel some kind of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's upsetting. <laughs> Well, happy holidays, everyone. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how I feel. I do I do want the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, though. Can they please do that? I need Toronto to fucking chill because it's the other blue team's turn. I need them to win first. Everybody's hype about the Leafs, and that's fine, but they can wait. They've waited this long. They can wait they, yeah, exactly. a little longer. They've waited plenty. Let's just give this iteration of the Lightning um, a win. Yeah. Yeah, please, um, please. yeah. now that I don't have to vote, like, because I was rooting for, you know, the Capitals. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, that's done. We we checked that box off. Um, yes. So it can be the Lightning's turn. Please. But that's all for me. Just plenty of little thoughts 
about things like that. Um, yeah. So otherwise, I guess we will get out of here. Hopefully we have more good news. I don't know. Hopefully some people come back from injury by the next time that we record, probably just before Christmas. Um, and until then, as always, be good to each other. Take care of yourselves. And we will talk to you later, friends. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>